0: was no chance for more. She sighed a deep, weary sigh. Jewel Petty shot her a glance. Jewel Petty was on Alice Rose's hate list. Jewel Petty wanted Alice Rose to cry. Cry out loud, cry hard, and let herself be crushed to Jewel Petty's immense bosom and get her cheek clawed by Jewel Petty's ugly brooch. The brooch was on the hate list, too. Alice Rose turned her head toward Jewel Petty and gave her the meanest look she could muster, given that she was feeling as downright rotten as she was right now. You had to feel halfway decent to give a really rank, mean-as-hell look, but she did all right. Detta, who was standing near Jewel Petty, bit her lip lightly. There wasn't much that surprised a hurdy-gurdy girl, but this look from Alice Rose did. Alice Rose caught the surprise tough. Detta wasn't on Alice Rose's hate list, nor was she on her like list, so she couldn't spend too much time worrying about Detta's reactions. Alice Rose let her mind wander and ponder a spell on Detta. Boy, oh boy, did Detta look rotten. It was hard on hurdy-gurdy girls being out this early in the morning, in the bright, harsh sunlight. The carmine color painted on her lips was smeary, and something blue was melting above her eyelids. Her rouged cheeks were all streaky to boot. There were rips in her parasol, and she was surely going to burn up her shoulders. A hanky was stuffed in the neckline of her dress to cover the fleshy little crack between her breasts. It was very nice of Detta to do that, Alice Rose thought, because she knew that Detta's chest was her best feature. The rest of her had really gone to the dog's. She had deep lines and scrawny arms, and her dyed hair looked like a hay bale caught fire. Detta had definitely seen better days. And that dress! The ruffles were in tatters and now covered with this ugly, gritty dirt. They looked like mashed-up animal guts, a dusty mauve. To top it off, her beauty spot—all the hurdy-gurdy girls pasted them on—had slipped over to her ear. THE MINISTER'S VOICE DRONED ON, TO EVERYTHING THERE IS A SEASON, AND A TIME TO EVERY PURPOSE UNDER HEAVEN, A TIME TO BE BORN, AND A TIME TO DIE, A TIME TO PLANT, AND A TIME TO PLUCK UP THAT WHICH IS PLANTED, AND A TIME TO weep, AND A TIME TO LAUGH, A TIME TO MOURN, AND A TIME TO DANCE, A TIME TO REND, AND A TIME TO SOW, A TIME TO KEEP SILENCE, AND A TIME TO SPEAK. A time to love and a time to hate. The service was finally over. Alice Rose slipped her hand into her father's, and they walked out through the small group of people, all dabbing their tears. It was lovely, just lovely, Jewel Petty sniffed and poked at the corners of her eyes with a hanky. Lovely, lovely. Lovely! Jules' voice cawed. Wasn't it lovely, dear? Now, what could possibly be lovely about burying your mother and baby sister out in this God-forsaken desert country? Lordy, she wished Eily Oram were here. Eily Oram would never say anything stupid like that. But Eily was off on her grand tour. I do so love that passage from Ecclesiastes that the Reverend read. Jewel continued, a time to be born and a time to die. But, thought Alice Rose, poor little Periwinkle had to do it all in the space of two hours and seventeen minutes. A time to weep. Jewel's eyes peered into Alice Rose's expectantly, but Alice Rose lanced her with another poisonous glance. There could be no doubt as to what time Alice Rose was thinking about. Come on, Dad, it's time to go. She tugged at her father's hand, and Stan Tucker, heat-dazed and grief-stricken, followed his only child down the path that led to the dirt road that twisted up to the town that was stuck in a gulch hanging off the side of a mountain. Chapter 2 Alice Rose and her father climbed the rickety, narrow stairs to their apartment in the Bigelow building on C Street.